0: Another edition of the Power Podcast this week. I'm joined by Birdie.
1: Hey, how's it going? And Forty. Hola.
0: And Ham. Yeah, hanging in there. Just hanging in, and your host That's... Hamish also hanging in there? Yeah, just hanging in. After getting pumped uh, last Friday night down at Marvel Stadium, 46 to 16, the Storm not able to rack up a 50 burger, so we're still technically in the premiership race. Uh, Try scorers for us, Sean Russell, Jermaine Hopgood, and Luca Moretti. Mitch Moses, two from three, off the boot. It was 24-10 at halftime, but not good enough in the second half. Uh, Not really good enough in the first half either. Um, Let's have a look through some of those stats. We were blown off the park in pretty much everything. 50% possession. We only completed at 74%. They outgained us by about 200 metres. Almost point half a second uh faster in the playable speeds uh they even beat us in bloody um offloads oh no it was 14 apiece it seemed like they were beating us maybe that last 10 minutes is where we got they were there. ahead of us for a good portion uh, we, of the game yeah definitely we forced one drop out we tackled at about 85 percent um effective tackle percentage so did the storm which is a bit strange um, they had the less missed tackles, 26 to our 43, but they had 30 ineffective tackles to our 17, six errors to our 11, four penalties conceded to our three, six ruck infringements to our four, one inside 10. They used all their interchanges. We only used seven. Um, so who can hold their heads up, Bertie?
2: Uh, I mean, probably ham for driving all the way down to Melbourne. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I, you know, Russell, okay, he's got the trial. I just, I can't think of anyone... That put putting a you know on a shift or you know on performance like and like I'm not a big stats man or anything like that but like 16 tackle breaks between Harry Grant, Munster and Hughes. Right now I get Munster's you know he's a bit slippery and he you know he can break a tackle but Hughes is a very is like a lightweight halfback. We just couldn't tackle them and they just literally tore us to shreds and that was the difference despite it in the end. And you know you look at the the Munster try like he literally stopped start and there's a gap opened up and it's just it was just. Pathetic. like it's even worse performance than the warriors in the warriors game and it's just it just shows you like um you know we've talked about you know our left edge like jesus christ like you know we've got bailey out there you know like when bailey is your best player in left edge defensively you know if if, if you told me i was going to say that this season you probably, you probably think i'm high or something because i don't get why that the left edge is just so there's not there's not one bit of iq between any of them you know bailey does his best but jesus christ it just yeah, you know, I don't want to repeat myself, but I hate this team so much sometimes.
3: I actually felt really sorry for Bailey. Um, there was one point in attack where he got the ball and he had Wonga on his outside and he had to pass it to him. And I could see in his eyes the absolute fear, the fear that he had when passing to Wonga Blake. And I'm pretty sure that was when Wonga got pushed out over the sideline with one-on-one. And then the same thing happened where he had to hold his inside shoulder because he had Arcee defending inside of him and then he had Wanga Blake on his outside plus he had to try and tackle the bloke that was running at him he just he was in four different minds at that point i just you know there's not a lot of people high on Bailey Simonson, but geez you had to feel sorry for him defending next to Dejan Arcee and Wanga Blake in that instance
0: and even Andrew Davey there i think um you know he can fill in for a bench spot second row but starter, uh not his gear um 40 any positives or just mostly negatives? It
1: was the vast majority negative, uh, but there were some individuals that didn't let the uh, team collapse at least on their responsibilities. I thought Will Pennacini; uh, he had a pretty productive day. He made twenty tackles and missed one, uh, alongside going for one hundred and twenty meters on the ground. Uh, considering you know the the catastrophic sort of failures of the defensive systems uh, on both edges and through the middle, he did pretty well. Uh, I actually thought Junior played pretty well considering he was like the lone middle forward to really offer impact from the starting team that was. uh, Jermaine Hopkins tried hard, but struggled to get through the advantage line. Junior went for 150 and also made uh, 28 tackles, only missing a couple. And then on the interchange, uh, I thought Ryan Madison was all right. Uh, I'm just trying to think if anyone else uh, deserved a shout out here. Luca Murdy came on and brought some energy. Um, He scored his first try, uh, so that was good. But yeah, look... It, it was really bad out there, guys. Uh, it was like the culmination of all the little bits and pieces we've been critical of over the last few weeks uh, sort of made manifest in the worst kind of way. Harry Grant, Taurus, the Shreds, Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster ran through non existent defensive efforts. That huge try off the scrum and that Munster try where he beat Gofferson twice were just awful. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you look at those tries they scored, and I think all four of their first half tries could have been turned away for ease. The Grant double... Uh, the Hughes try the scrum, the Katoa um, run at uh, Dejan Arcee, none of those were realistically proper four-pointers uh, if there was any sort of uh, resolution in defense, and we just didn't have it. So, yeah, rock bottom for the team, boys, and a couple of guys, I think, uh, did okay.
0: Yeah, I think you can say this is certainly a worse performance than the Warriors game for the the, the fact alone that you've got your, your one and your seven there. Yeah. Um, like I know we've still got injuries, but it's not like we're missing our full starting spine um, for for this one. Ham, hey, you were down there. Anything to take away? Um, it's it's hard because the viewing angle wasn't too good. Uh, I
3: I suppose the one positive it's a I was on the pitch, the, though, isn't it? Part of, yeah, AFL is terrible. It's shocking. Um, and I was down low, so I couldn't really see much. Um, I, however, I did see myself on the big screen, and someone at work took a photo, so that's been plastered everywhere. Uh, in the workplace at the moment. So th- that's one positive, I guess you could say. Um, it started off so well. It started off so well. I thought uh, Shawnee Russell scored the first try after two sets, something like that. Uh, Melbourne dropped the ball, Shawnee Russell scored. It was an athletic try. It was a really nice try. Uh, at one point there, Cardi strolled through. I thought he was going to walk over the line from where I was sitting. He was over and then he passed it. And then, from what I'm told, he passed too early. I think if he passes at the right time, yeah, level, well, yeah. um, we Um, we go two tries up. You know, I don't know if we hold continue to hold them out, but I'd rather be two tries up than not be two tries up. Would have been nice. Um, Forty mentioned it before, and it's something that we've I, I mentioned on the last podcast how Parramatta doesn't wrestle, and it's our defensive strategy. And last week I explained why I think it. Why we? Why I think we do it so that we don't give away penalties, and that's the way we want to play. But when you see games like this, I, I, I think we need to. You can't change it mid year. It's very hard to change a defensive strategy mid year. But I think going into the next preseason, we need to do away with this uh, trying to be the best disciplined team or trying to use as close as possible. Because when referees just won't blow penalties, you've got to you've got to do what the Melbourne Storm do. You've got to do what Penrith do. Uh, Brisbane are okay at it, um, but Melbourne have been the best for 20 years at it. Where they have whistle fatigue, where they push every single tackle to the boundary, well, not even to the boundary, they overstep the limit every single tackle, they overstep the mark every single. They're offside a lot, and in this game it shows because referees just aren't going to blow penalties. I think we need to we need to look at our defensive structure, our defensive strategies, because um, yeah, we might not concede. Uh, a penalty or a six again but on the next play we've got a retreating defensive line, we've got markers out of play and when you're going up against a Harry Grant, he's just going to run right because you're up against a de- retreating defensive line, any team with good halves are going to exploit that insanely and then when you've got on top of that, you're missing you're probably your best uh, edge defensive player, uh, you're missing a pretty good, you know, for all of Sivo's faults this year um, he still makes the right decisions in defence. Um, you, you're basically missing a whole left edge when you're going up against that and you're conceding quick play the balls. It's it's you can't stop it. They have the way to stop it and it's going. It, we will it will cause a lot of penalties next year, especially early on. But I think we need to change our defensive strategy and step over the line. Just walk all over it. Tell the ref. Tell the referee. Yep. Blow blow us out of the game because. They basically are already by not blowing the penalty by not blowing penalties. They're blowing us out of the game. So I think we need
0: to change that from next year onwards. One thing that I did want to raise: um, What did you think of uh, Brendan Hands playing the first thirty and then Joey Lasic playing the last fifty? I thought that was a bit of a strange choice. Yeah, I I, I thought initially it
3: was to get some minutes into Lasic's legs. Um, you know, Hands has done a lot of lot of work in his first year playing 80 every week. So I thought he might have been, you know, just plus also give Joey a bit of time. Um, but as I've seen this week, he's the only hooker. So maybe BA doesn't trust hands in that position anymore, in that role. Yeah, I think it, that's really odd.
0: Um,
2: it's a big ask, man. You know, Joey's just came to the country on Monday and, and I know he's, you know, playing mid-season in England, but, you know, to come into the country, you know, um, and play, like, you know, close to, like, 60, 70 minutes, big ass from Joey, especially in the middle. So, yeah, I I thought maybe – I was more surprised. I was thinking maybe Hans got an injury, but like – or, you know, I just assumed, you know, Brad Arthur forgot Hans was on the bench, you know, because Brad Arthur's not pretty good with the bench. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, very strange to mine. right, Well, I I think there's enough doom and gloom there. Um, Obviously, some results went against us on the weekend. Newcastle might seem to be steaming up the board i
3: yeah. I uh I know Forty brought it up before, but Will Penasini, uh, watching his defensive efforts, he was, you know, it, it helps when you, you can trust your inside and outside player, but there was some fantastic reads there where he, he, it seemed like he'd turned his hips on the inside, but as soon as that pass left, turned his hips to the outside, making tackles one-on-one, absolutely dominated his opposite centre. He's going to be one we have to hold on to, have to hold on to him hard. And, you know, I, I, I still see him as captain material. I think he's just he's a strong player, just turned 21. Birthday was on Monday, I believe, 21st birthday. Um, he, he's going to, he should be a rep player. And I hope he is because
0: he deserves it. He's earned it. Um, yeah, just incredible defensive effort from Will. To summarise there, you want us to hold hard on Penasini. Yeah, always. Two hands okay. on him. Too easy. Um well, let's <laughs> wrap it up there. <laughs> the knock on effect, New South Wales Cup bears victorious forty to four in there. Um Ham obviously you went back for that. Forty, did you get any reports there? Terrell Williams going over, but uh then injuring himself, apparently.
1: Yeah, it looks like he uh is gonna be out for a bit. I'm not sure the exact time frame, but he hasn't been named this week. Um Woody was in there, Willy Greg making his comeback from a list Frank injury. Um he was huffing and puffing as you'd expect for a big man, but Evidently, they were happy with what he did, even in the loss, because he's been uh, called back. Uh, But yeah, I don't think there was too much to salvage from this game. The Bears are one of the top teams in the competition. They entered the round on top of the ladder, and we actually ambushed them last time we'd met prior to the weekend, but it wasn't a a case here. Uh, He was far too much down on troops, and yeah, lacking in confidence too, obviously.
3: I just want to put a shout out to Charlie Geimer. 45 tackles in his debut
0: was the most in the entire game, by a fair margin. Um, all right. Well, then let's go to the flag and the Eels, one positive from the weekend, getting over the storm in that competition, 26 to 18. Uh, five tries to three. Komalafi getting himself a double. Um, It says in the zero minute. Um, What happened there? Uh, couldn't tell you.
1: Couldn't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> all right.
0: Um, all right. Saxon Pryke, Max Tupo, and Ethan Martin all going over. Ethan Sanders, three from five off the boot, and it's got a halftime score here of eight to six. So just holding on at the death there. Um, yeah, looking at all the stats there, it looks like they played rather well. Um, so no reports, boys? I haven't gotten anything, no. I haven't even seen the no, no, final
1: we, No, we, we did ourselves a bit of a disservice. We we're up, I think, 20 in differential until the final moments of the game. Uh, and given that Melbourne were just ahead of us on the ladder, this was a chance to swing for and against in our favour. But by them closing the margin, they managed to stay ahead of us on points differential uh, as well as still occupying a, a one-game lead on us. But yeah, with us and the Dragons, uh, as well as the Storm sort of jockeying for that final spot in the top five, uh, the fact that we didn't win by more could come back to haunt us in this game. Uh,
0: well, another game from the weekend where there was no hope of us winning by uh, more than what we should have, um, not even getting a win in the NRLW, Dragons 38-12, to uh, a bit alarming to uh, Tohi Hiku, Murphy and Donovan all going over, but uh, this is a Dragons team that was pretty comprehensively beat the week before.
1: Yeah, I agree. A bit
0: alarming, Hamish. No other reports there, boys? You're going to get out to the game this weekend? No, it was a sad state watching (laughs) it.
1: We were very much treading water in this game. I thought the rookie, Rose Beckett, uh, did a pretty good job, honestly. The Dragons ran a lot of traffic at her, made her uh, make 20-plus tackles. She missed a few, uh, but held her own. There was
3: shootley. two sets in there which had the yeah. ball on
1: the string. Yeah. We never went back to her. Kicked astutely both in clearing and attacking situations. Uh, really, you know, really good for a young girl in that regard. So she's definitely got a future in the NRLW. Uh, but look, we just tried to shake things up. had a kick off of a big reshuffle uh, across the back line and the forward pack. Uh, I think there are there is some talent in our back line. Um, I think Church can be a bit dropsies at times, but she's got some legit speed and, and nice movement with the ball. Uh, as well as the the goals that we've pointed out in the past, Zawi Faye and Toei Hiku, as our winger and centre options there. Uh, But uh, I don't like our forward pack right now. I think we've got a couple of people that can go pretty well in Kennedy and I think Talisha O'Neal. But outside of that, we're not getting much traction in the ruck. Uh, Our defence is very passive. uh, And I know there's no Elsie Albert and no Rachel Pearson. They are big outs, but they also don't fix a lot of the issues that the team is showing right now.
0: Yeah, we just got absolutely pillaged over that off season, and it's really sort of coming back to bite us. Um, you know, a former um, lock going down to the Raiders um, has hurt us, and then um, the, the other prop we had, I forgot her name. She was running out for I think who was she running out for on the weekend? It might have been the Sharks.
1: Yeah, we have um, Christian Pia doing really well at the Tigers, and then at the Sharks there's uh, Ellie Johnson. And
0: uh, yeah, gosh. that's what I was thinking of. There's yeah. another
1: one at the Sharks that's doing well too. Uh, gosh, and Preston. Yes, Preston. Yes, you're right, Ham. Uh, so <laughs> we we actually had the makings of a pretty good team if we could keep them around, but with expansion coming, we couldn't. And it feels like we sort of didn't have the right direction in recruitment. And it's going. We we have to reserve full judgment until we get to see what Pearson and Albert can do for the team. But right now. We have lost to what was probably one of, I wouldn't say the weaker expansion teams, given that they had a strong presence in the Harvey Normans women's women's premiership with the Tigers. Uh, But they also weren't seen as a competition powerhouse and they put the cleaners for us. And then we lost to what was seen as one of the weaker established teams after they too got pillaged uh, in recruitment and retention by other teams in the Dragons. And yeah, it's hard to see us. This is our last home game at Parramatta this week. We got another six, seven weeks on the road where we've got home games in Canberra and Cogra, So we're playing the reigning premiers at home. Uh, It it could get real bad for our girls if we can't figure something out soon.
0: Yeah, definitely. So get out there this weekend. We'll run into it in the previews, but 12 noon at Parramatta Stadium. Uh, Let's go to the news. The only real news is the injury updates. Um, So uh, the club probably um, are in higher spirits than us, having Matt Durie, Zaxini down as final series returns, (laughs) Um, and Sean Lane as well, that is. Uh, but Wira McGregor is available. Uh, he played a couple of minutes in reserve grade uh, last weekend, but apparently he was a bit uh, blowing like a gasket after his uh, return, which is probably on point for him. If you remember the Dragons game, where uh, I think it was after the first five or six minutes he was um blowing up. So, um, after sitting eight weeks on the sideline, will be difficult for him to come back and have that instant impact where uh, and pick up exactly where he left off. Yep. No other real big news. There's no calls for BA's head just as yet um, mm. in the media.
1: Not yet. Fans mm-hmm. are getting a bit. I mean, 60s wrote about our sort of uh, misguided recruitment for this season on TCT, which got a lot of fans whipped into a frenzy that turned into a BA sucks sort of a or you know competition. But yeah, the reality is, I think the Eels just yeah didn't quite get it right uh, structurally in the terms of the recruitment retention, which is a, a committee
0: job, isn't it? Yeah, very much so, and I think. Um Ham's highlighted on here as well. Um, that changed sort of in philosophy, whereas a couple of years ago, uh, we had reserve grade. You had a couple of established fours coming back and leading some of those players through. Um, this year, that reserve grade team is just not in good hands. Um, there's nothing less to be said about it. Um, and then in Jersey flag, you know, we've waited probably a little bit too long to have some of those Harold Matz, SG ball team, uh, sorry, not Harold Matz, the SG ball team um, players come through. Uh they just need a, a really big rethink about how we're progressing our pathways players coming through um, because reserve grade, you shouldn't be having, you know, a, a player who is an NRL standard being captain coach at one point. Um, it's just not up to scruff. Um, these days you need a proper professional outfit to lead some of these players through and make sure that they're NRL ready. And, you know, I don't think it takes a genius to go look over at the Panthers the setup Panthers setup and say, Oh, what can we replicate here?
3: Well, it's not even Penrith set up. Like I'll, I'll go back to 2019 when we made the grand final as the Winnie Magpies. Uh, for, you know, your first graders dropping back. You had Josh Hoffman, George Jennings, uh, Tim Manor, Matt Mcilrick, David Gow, Penny Terrabo. Between those, you know, five players there, you would have had nearly 400 games of NRL experience, probably even more. You know, that's you need. You, old, you need your experienced guys to um, guide these young players through. And I understand not all of them went through, but in that bunch had Ethan Parry, Greg Marzuz, Jamin Salmon, Stefano Utoy-Kamanu, uh, Hayes Dunster, Oregon Kalfusi, Ray Stone. All those guys eventually played first grade too. I understand that Ethan Parry had his problems and only played two first grade games, but you know those guys are starters at clubs. And yet, you know, you look at our current team and it was supposed to be that we went back to Parramatta and you'd have the Parramatta feel and it, that's what it should be. But when you got guys like Chris Tupo, uh, Dan Kitt, like we'll, we'll talk about it later on, but like, those players shouldn't, they're not Parramatta players. They, they shouldn't be in the team. No, no, no disrespect to them. They work hard, but they're not making first
0: grade anytime soon. Yeah, it really needs a whole rethink over this off season period and, you know, I don't know where we'll end up in first grade at the moment. It's not looking great to be making finals. Um, we're stuck in reverse and there's some other teams uh, pushing for a finals berth. It's probably only Sharks could save us and Newcastle um, stuffing it up on the run home. But, uh, yeah, complete rethink uh, in the off season about how we um, get our pathways moving because with that SG ball um, team, there's certainly some talent there that can progress um, into New South Wales Cup and hopefully into first grade in the coming years.
3: And that's the thing, that they're talented players. And you've already players. lost one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're talented players, but, you know, you could have you could have the best juniors ever. But if they don't have someone there teaching them how to be first graders, they're not going to be first graders.
0: Um, all right, well, let's get into some positive. So in the flag, the Eels taking on the Dragons 3.30 p.m. at New Era Stadium on Saturday, the 5th of August. A uh, fair few ins there. Sam Loizu comes back in, Josh Lynn, Jock Brazel, Jacob Davis, and Brock Parker. Um, so that team, uh, Richard Penasini playing in the centres there, that'll uh, have you fired up there, Ham. Yeah, get, get two hands on him too. <laughs> um, but that team probably looks about as strong as it has
3: all year. Yeah, for certain. I think that, well, the spine are all SG ball players. Uh, and then the for- I, I like the forward pack. It's, it's mixed between the uh, – oh, the starting forward pack is the um, – uh, one we saw early this year, the ruthless aggression, no no holds barred, prisoners no prisoners held um, approach, and then off the bench you got uh, Saxon Pryke who holds the exact same uh, mentality. Big Sam and Lance from uh, SG Ball and the backline, if they can work off well, the six seven in the backline they can work off that. I I have I, I watched the highlights um, uh, just while we were waiting around, and I. Did see Blaze Talungi? Unfortunately, it seems to be another injury, maybe suspension. I don't know, but he had a nice couple of try assists. And Ethan Martin still keep an eye on him. On young Ethan, I think he's twenty twenty one. There's just something about him. He's he's quick. He's agile. I, I, you know, preferably. I know we know we can play Jersey Flegg now. He's been there two months. We need to progress him through. Should be in there above Chris
0: Dupo. And looking at that, so we've got, uh, we're coming against the Dragons who are sixth, uh, one win above us, so uh, this is one of those ones that we really need to be winning if we're going to make a strike at the top five um, to finish off the season and make those finals. I think we, Next can. Game, I think we can beat them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, with all the players back, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good time of the year to get right. Then in the knock-on effect, New South Wales Cup, the Eels in 11th, taking on the Dragons in 9th, 11 a.m. at Kellyville Park on Sunday, the 6th of August. Uh, big ins here. Dejon Arcee drops back. Uh, Momosia, I think he played last week. Um, Blackburn, Noah Reed, he Ogden drops back. Wonga Blake drops back. And surprisingly, Brendan Hands are starting there at hooker. Um, what do we think about that? Brendan Hands dropped um, from first grade back to reserve grade it's obviously not an injury it's a tactic from BA I, I, I personally don't understand it
3: I don't get I look at the, the bench that we have in first grade you've got three middle forwards and an edge forward there and there's just to me there's no flexibility like right. if at least with hands on the bench you can pop them in the dummy half cover if need be you can go into the heart Let's say if we have an injury in the back line you can pop him in the halves, have Dylan Brown shift out a little bit wider defensively, uh, Yeah, hands, officers, a little bit of flexibility. And, you know, at, at worst, or at best, whichever way you want to look at it, you don't have to play him. If you're doing well, then he can just sit on the bench for, for the game. And I understand he won't get any minutes then, but... Do you, you, know. do you reckon it's
2: a salary cap thing? Anything like... Like similar talked to Kevin Kingston back in 09 where if he plays any more games, like his salary for the year increases and we don't have that? Like, are we e-marking that money? Like, that's what I'm thinking. It's got to be a cap thing or some, something. Because how does he go completely out of the team to reserve grade?
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Yeah, that might be the only thing that I could see Um, there, Birdie, where where you'd presumably bring in um, you was bring he... in Joey Lusick. He counts as your top 30. Yeah,
2: because, like, Hans wasn't on a top 30 deal. So, like, what if he was on, like, say, I don't know, match payments. I don't know if they still do that or something. And, like... Now, like if he plays, and they're more still doing games, it in a manly. Yeah, oh, that's why. That's the only. That's the only thing I can think of because, yeah, it's there's no unless he's you know I thought maybe carrying an injury, but if he's carrying an injury, why is he playing reserve grade? But uh,
0: you know, it could be anything really. Yeah, that's the only reason I can see. But he could pick up there, um, but yeah, reserve grade there. The dragons. What did we say? They're coming ninth. So um, looking at that ladder. One sec, while it loads for me. Um, They've got two extra wins over us. Um, sorry, yeah, two extra wins. Uh, sorry, only one extra win. That's <laughs> right. Um, but looking at the the attack there for us, we've scored 380 points in this competition and conceded 619. Our force <laughs> against is negative 239. That is absolutely diabolical. Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. What I think... Conceded the most amount of points. And this just goes to coaching there. I, like... <laughs> Nathan Kalis, love what he did for the club back in his playing days. This is his second stint as the reserve grade coach and his first stint wasn't that great. I don't understand the moves from the from the club there.
3: No, not at all. And especially because last year we went with a Ryan Carr year and year before. And, you know, look how good those players were playing. Look how good Kyle Rodwell. His, his, his forms dropped off the cliff this year. When he was under Ryan Carr, he looked like a potential first grader. Makahesi Makatoa looked like a, you know, solid first-grade prospect. But, yeah, I don't, I, don't get, I don't understand the point of going back to Kalis. As you said, we, we saw what, what it did. And then, um, yeah, so Kalis was here 2016 to 2018, the year that he left, we made the grand final. It's
0: uh, and he went over to the Warriors, didn't he? And didn't really make a splash, so yeah, nothing over there.
2: Is this like Mark O'Neill's? Like, um, is is he in charge of all this? Because like, it only took us what this year to even get you know full time assistant coaches for Brad Arthur. Like, it feels though this club, I don't know, I don't think they know how to operate off the field because we're we're always lacking somewhere. We don't like there's not enough support there for people to to succeed at the club, in my opinion. So. It's like they just pull names out of a hat and say, all right, it's your turn this week to coach the team, you know?
3: And it's, it's a weird one because we should know what a strong reserve grade team does for the club. Like, we've, we've had decades of bringing juniors through. We have had we know what it does. We know what happens when you miss that vital development path into first grade. We saw it with Tepoy Moreau. We saw it with Bevan French. Those guys only played a handful of games. Uh, Tepoy played half a game and a half in reserve grade. Again, one of the best juniors we've seen didn't know how to tackle men because he didn't. He never played reserve grade and then was in into first grade. So we really need to look at this because it, you know as good as these SG ball players are, if they're stepping up into shit, I'm sorry, but they're going to be shit.
2: What about um the SG ball and Harold Matz coaches like what like like can't we like promote them like are they not good enough to take the next step like to go from say you know SG ball to jersey flagged and jersey flagged to reserve grade like. Why are we relying on like ex players or like ex? Like, why can't we just promote within that way? Like, th- these players that have pretty much coached them during the junior levels, they know them, they can, you know, best utilize them. You know, that's what I was thinking. Like, we don't got any of those. Like,
3: I, I, I agree with you, Bertie. I think, um I believe it's Craig Brennan's the current Jersey Flag coach. He's coached them for, uh, he was the Harold Matthews coach, SG Ball coach, now he's the Jersey Flag coach. To, to me, and the natural progression is he, sh- he should be the reserve grade coach.
0: All right, let's get off that topic. Uh, While there's still some games to be played, that's something that needs to be mulled over by the club in the off-season. Then into the NRLW, Eagles in 10th, taking on the Newcastle Knights in 5th. Um, Obviously, the Knights are probably better than that, uh, standing there having won the comp last year. And they didn't have a whole lot of attrition over the off-season. 12.03pm at Combank Stadium, the curtain raised to first grade. uh, Broadcast on 9.9 now, KO Foxtel. Uh, so let's go through this team list just for the Eels. You've got Abby Church, fullback, Zali Fay and Mon- Monique Donovan on the wings, um, Mahalia Murphy, Tohi Hiku in the centres, Berryman Duff and Rosemary, Beckett in the halves, Talisha O'Neill, Ruby Jean Kennard, Ellis at props, and Ruben Charrington at nine, Amelia Maffei, Shantae Stowers, Kennedy Charrington, Captain and Locke, and then Paku, Davis Welsh, Marua, and Madeline Jones on the bench. Um, looking at that Newcastle team, uh, yep, there's just class everywhere. Tameka Upton at fullback. You've got uh, Jesse Southwell in the halves. You've got uh, Caitlin Johnston in the second row. Yasmin Clysdale, the other second rower. And it's Southwell at lock. It's just class up and down the roster. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, all we can hope for, and, and a lot of the girls uh, in our team uh, aren't returning from last year's grand final, so they're not even really avenging the grand final loss.
1: No. Yeah, unfortunately, there's while someone will be motivated, obviously Kennedy, uh, I suppose Abby Church as well, there, there won't be the fire that you would have if there had been consistency in the roster for the revenge game here.
0: Um, good luck, girls. <laughs> that's,
3: a, that's about I, all we can say. You know, I, I'll be out there. I hope people do turn up. You know, it's it, it's it's a tough task, but should be. I think it's going to be a nice day, and uh, you know, I think I, I don't think it's through a lack of trying that they're that they're missing these games. So uh, I hope people do get out there and support them, if possible.
0: Yeah, it's it's certainly not an effort thing, and I'll definitely be out there forty as well. You know, you've got two games back to back out at Parramatta. That's what you ask for is to mm-hmm. get your couple of gra- a couple of games um, of footy all together. Uh, I'll yeah, be out well, there, so you'll, there you you'll have a friend there's, in me. There,
3: there's, <laughs> another, there's another reason to get out there. People whinge and complain that they only get one game of uh, footy on beforehand. Well, here's your chance to turn up. If you
0: don't turn up, it's your own fault. Now, yeah, when you said it's going to be nice, uh, looking at the bureau, uh, a shower or two, 19 degrees <laughs> Apparently on Sunday. So, I will likely um, everything <laughs> Yeah, it's all undercover out there, so you can't complain <laughs> too much. Uh, Let's get to first grade then, 2 o'clock Sunday, the 6th of August. Um, Probably one of the best time slots of the weekend. Uh, Again, at Combank Stadium on KO and Foxtel, Dragons running second last in 16th, Eels in 11th. Uh, Dragons victorious in the Spoon Bowl the other week against West, so they've probably put themselves out of contention for um, the Spoon. Um, But I guess they don't have anything to lose at this point, so they're just here to fuck shit up. And we are a team that can have their shit fucked up if we don't win this one. Uh, let's go through the team list. Tyrell Sloan at fullback, Matthew F- F- Farguy? Is that yeah, B guy. Fiena, Sorry, yeah. Matthew. B and I. There we are. Uh Michaeli Ravalawa on the other wing. Moses Sully, Zach Lomax in the centers. Teletau Amone and Ben Hunt in the halves. Frank Molo, uh, Blake Glory starting props. Jacob Little at hooker. Billy Burns, Dan Russell. Jack DeBellin uh, is named, but he'll be coming out after being unsuccessful at the judiciary. Uh, Connor Mollison, uh, Michael Molo, wrote Toby Couchman, and Zane Musgrove on the bench. So we expect Zane Musgrove to go to lock. Is that right? Uh,
1: yeah, Musgrove. There's a good shout there. I was trying to think of the other option. Molo. Molo's another good one too, yeah.
0: And then you'd have to say the... Um, Jack Bird on that extended bench. I guess you could put Jack Bird back
1: there.
0: Yeah. Um, Anyway, we shouldn't really be worried about this game, but we (laughs) are. Um, Clint Gutherson, fullback and captain Isaac Lumi Lumi comes in for Wanga Blake. And I know I complained about Lumi Lumi uh, not too long ago, but at least the bloke has a fucking go. (laughs) Um, So I'd much prefer him (laughs) over Wanga. Uh, Sean it's, Russell on the other literally wing. literally the definition of shit sandwich versus giant turd. Uh,
3: <laughs>
0: giant douche versus shit sandwich. Will Pennesini, Bailey Simonson in the centres. Dylan Brown makes his return. Uh, Mitch Moses also in the starting halves. Joe and Junior Polo starting props. Uh, so, Joe, this will be his first time starting since that uh, aborted West Tigers game. Uh, Joey Lussick starts at hooker. Ryan Madison, Bryce Cartwright in the second row. So Madison moving from the bench to that starting second row spot. Jermaine Hopgood at lock. Luca Moretti, Andrew Davey, Wittemu Greg Makahesi Makotoa also on the bench. Brendan Hands on the extended bench with Arthur miller Stephen Ophi, Ogden, DeJon Arcee, and Jack Murchie. Um, so we're expecting that team to run out 1-17 through 17 there, boys?
3: Mm, there, there
0: was a rumour floating around on the interwebs today that Lumi Lumi isn't going to be playing. And there could be a certain AMS uh, to start on the wing. What can you tell us about AMS? Um, Has been playing fullback all this year in jersey flag and reserve grade.
3: Uh, Whilst he does have his issues defensively, uh, you know, tackling-wise, good with the ball in hand, quick, quite powerful but with a slight frame, but that's against cup players. Um, Look, at this point, I think that we, we know what we're going to get from Isaac Lumilu. Lumi. We know what go, we're going to get from Wanga Blake. Can Can AMS really be that bad? Touch be as bad? So I, I, I'd throw him in there. I would. But we'll probably put Dejan Arcee in the centres and then
0: Bailey Simon set out on the wing, which nobody wants Please no, please, please, please no. Um, the other thing I guess we have is um, Bryce Cartwright starting, uh, sorry, Ryan Madison starting in the second row uh, for Andrew Davy, We expect probably that Ryan Madison will switch to lock at some point and you bring Andrew Davy on there um, in the second row position. Do you reckon that's how that'll pan out um, to give Jermaine Hopkins a spell?
3: Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think with the money that we're paying Maddo, uh, he should be playing 80 minutes. And I do like the, um, if only it was Matthew Dury, I, I do like Matt Durry in that impact role. Um, but with the money that we're paying Mato with how fit he is with the way he plays, I think eighty minutes suits him more than uh probably sixty off the bench in the middle. Um and again it'll it'll shore up that left side edge so you know, poor Bailey,
0: <laughs> he'll be um he'll be a lot more confident in his inside shoulders this week. <laughs> Yeah, I think definitely. And and also the return of Dylan Brown, um, probably one of the best defensive uh, halves in the competition, will certainly help to shore up that uh, defense. Um, All right, just looking back at previous meetings, so our last matchup against the Dragons was in April of last year, uh, where we won 48-14, absolutely drubbing the Dragons early on in that year. Uh, We've played them 40 times in the NRL era, 21 wins, 17 losses, 2 draws. Dragons, they've won one game uh, in a long time and they've been spanked uh, by the Sharks, the Warriors also in there uh, almost 50-point losses. They've had 36 put on them by the Raiders, 24-18 uh, against the Seagulls last week. Um, really, if we're serious about playing finals for this needs to be a win and a comprehensive win. Um, Birdie, how do you see it running out?
2: Oh, well, you know, I think we're going to flog them. I just feel as though, um, this team, just when I looked at the team list, um, yesterday, I just felt, Jesus, you know, this is, it's as strong as we can get at the moment. I love, um, Joe starting, you know, um, nothing wrong against Ogden. You know, you look at the two games he's played straight from the kickoff, you know, the first set or the first run, he's getting smashed or again, driven backwards. I don't think he can start. Well, Joe, I think he has the capabilities to be a great starter, but, um, yes, yeah, so I'm digging that team there. Um, you guys mentioned Madison starting. I- I'm very confident, um. Just look at this team. list, and even if we weren't playing the Dragons, we we're playing like even a, a top eight team. You know, I'd still be confident with this with this team. So, yeah, I feel as though um we should win easily. It's just it's just that their backline, like you know Matt Fina and you know Moses Suli, like and even Ravalava, they break. They're very hard to tackle, and you know you can't you know one on one you know defend them. You've got to literally tackle them. They're pretty much forwards out there, so they're, they're pretty pretty much a handful. And if we can like you know limit them or minimise the offloads from them, um. We'll go a long way, but um, other than that, yeah, um, the Dragons, what do you expect? They're pretty shit. You know? They're pretty much West Tigers, but they have a decent home ground, you know, stadium sort of thing. So. Mm. Yeah, they're the West Tigers on the water, if that makes sense. And I don't know where I'm going. I'm, I'm all over the place, but yeah, I'm very confident we'll
0: get the dub. What are you as you confident? What do you think the pluses and the minuses are?
1: Yeah, look, I think this is the combination of the sort of must-win environment on top of the combination of troops coming back, Uh, in Dylan Brown and Urimu Gregg, as well as the fact that I think Brad Arthur's made some positive adjustments to his team. I think Madison moving to that left edge is important. Probably could have been done a couple of games ago, given how leaky that edge was. And Maddo, while he's not a flawless defender on the edges, he is pretty reliable. I think he'll go a long way towards helping that edge alongside Dylan Brown defensively. Uh, Bailey Simonson will be the big uh, gain or person that gets the biggest advantage out of that because he's not a terrible defender. He's not a great defender, but... He's sort of been left out to dry with uh, the issues that Dejan Arcee, Andrew Davey, and uh, Wanga bike have had in recent weeks. So I think that's a, a positive move there. I think playing in front of a home crowd is going to be big with Old Boys Day. So, yeah, I think this is a game that they should go out there and win well. Um, I'm reasonably confident. Uh, there is, you know, that little voice in the back of my head saying, I'll oh, find a way to, you know, butcher it. But I'd like to think that with the combined circumstances with all the troops and the circumstances, the situation, the uh, ceremony that they get out there and they win well against a team who has been all right in recent weeks, but uh, they're certainly not a premiership contender.
3: And mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, Bertie mentioned it. Their their backs got a, you know, I oh, I still think we've got it over them in the ba- Or if if not, we don't have it over them. It's it's level pegging in the backs. Um, and then Ben Hunt, maybe if he turns something on, I've always found that Ben Hunt at Hooker has troubled us more than Ben Hunt at halfback so it's good to see him in the seven um it's our game to lose at this point like i, I just i look at our forward pack we've got it over them every position i think we got it over in them all the spine positions um yeah just it's gonna you know we have to win we have to win i don't you know we should we should be winning by three tries plus but i'll be happy with a one point win at
0: this point I think you guys have summed it up there. Um, obviously, Dragons have probably... Uh, they've lost their coach. They've got somebody coming in next year. Um, God, it's just... Uh, it needs to be a convincing win. Like, they were uh, the Seagulls um, last week had the lesser share of possession, the lesser share of everything, um, and still managed to win it off a couple of monos. Look at that. Last week, Dragons had 61% of the ball. They completed at 81% and still only put three tries on to Manly's four. Um, and Manly, uh, without Tom Trevojevic at the fullback, uh, are half the team, um, but they are with him there. Um, looking at those sort of categories, that is, as Bertie mentioned, West Tiger stats there, losing in those circumstances. So it needs to be a win, and it needs to be a comprehensive win at home. Um, all right, let's go to predictions. Bertie?
2: Um, yeah, so I want to go para 38, Uh. Dragons six. I want to go first try scorer. AMS comes into
3: the bench. <laughs> oh, that's a big bold prediction there.
2: And if he's not in, um, two ba. I I, honestly, I just I can see this a clinic, you know, if the outside backs. I just feel as though it will just be catching. It'll be a training run out there, you know. So yeah, I, I feel as though um everyone's going to expect Dylan Brown, you know, to put in a man of the match performance. But I feel as though he'll just, you know, he'll let Moses cook and he'll just chime in every now and then. So. A, a, a comprehensive win.
1: Um,
0: and 40.
1: Yeah, I'll go Parramatta to win 26 to 12. I would like a bigger margin, but I'll take any win right now. Uh first try scorer. Hmm, mm, 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 maybe Ryan Madison.
3: At the Uheim. Um I I'm feeling that it's going to play out like uh some some famous games at Parramatta Stadium where we've put on some big points where first 20 minutes have been sort of a bit a bit hair going a bit um you know make the jersey a little bit tighter with how they play I think once that if we if we complete our sets get to our kick in the first 20 minutes I, th- I think we can run over them I I I think we can put on seven tries on Sunday I, I really do um I think you know I I thought that the closed doors meeting after the Cowboys game was going to be it but we come up last week I think the return of Dylan I think the uh, inclusion of Madison into the team. I think the inclusion of Wolfgang Gowie into the starting team will will uh, inspire, will hopefully inspire them and get them up for it. So I'm going Parramatta
0: 44 to the Dragons 2. Oh, comprehensive. Uh, we do have in the middle of the park, Ziggy uh, takes up the refereeing du- duties with uh, Darian Ferner and Nick Abashal as touches Isn't Chris it- Butler in, in the um, bunker. I think he a uh, touchy.
1: He's great. He's, he's um, had yeah, 12 he uh, main whistle games now. They're pushing him into no, the really. main role.
0: Yeah. Well, that that does a F- lot. Of- 50 games as referee, 67 as touch. Fills me with heaps of confidence we've got a to touch judge as our main referee. We've had 50 games as um,
3: full-time
2: referee, so. Uh,
3: I, I, unless he's had 52, I don't count him as a first-grade referee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, put me down for Eel's... Um, 30 to the Dragons, 16, and I will go Clint Gutherson as first try scorer.
3: Nice.
0: Comprehensive win. We need it. We All right, need gentlemen. It. We, we need it. It gets us back on track, um, and as we said, we've got to pick up at least one of those remaining games against Broncos or the Panthers, uh, both away games and also beat the Roosters. The Roosters were comprehensively beaten on the weekend as well. They're pretty much out of the running. Um, they look like team out of ideas Um, but for that big game against the Titans and the game earlier in the season against us they they haven't looked likely Um, so this is certainly a winnable game and we've still got to win at least two games um, to get ourselves into the top eight. Um, whether or not we can do it uh, is another thing, but uh, hopefully we'll kick off that running, uh, those winning ways this weekend, and hope to see you all that out there at Combat Stadium from 12.03pm on Sunday uh, to watch the Women's Rugby League, followed by the men's. So cheers, boys. Catch you later. Catch you, boys.
2: Players.
3: I'm sorry.